This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Inna alhamdulillahi nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'ghfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiati a'malina man yahdihillahu falamudillalah wa man yudlil falahadiyalah ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah wa ashhadu anna muhammadan 'abduhu wa rasuluhu ya ayyuhalladhina amanu taqullaha haqqa tuqatih ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد My dear respected brothers and sisters in Islam In our daily routine we all go through some moments of seclusion during the day or at night and in those moments of seclusion, we either better ourselves or we destroy our dunya and our akhirah. These moments of seclusion, when you are on your own, when you are alone, you can either benefit from those moments or you can suffer from the consequences and the bad effect and impact on your mind, soul, body, and even practices. The moment of seclusion are so important that when we study the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, we come to know that he sallallahu alayhi wasallam spent a certain period of time in his seclusion before he received the very first revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to exclude himself in the cave of Hira, as our mother Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha has reported, that he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam spent a period of six months excluding himself in the cave of Hira, worshipping Allah al-Jalalul Ikram, pondering and reflecting on his creation, contemplating on the purpose of his creation. So he sallallahu alayhi wasallam spent that period in seclusion that actually enabled him to face all the challenges that he sallallahu alayhi wasallam suffered from in the next 13 years. Not only 13 years, even when he sallallahu alayhi wasallam moved to Medina al-Munawwara. When we study the seerah of the righteous and pious people, we also come to know that they always took the advantages of the moments of seclusion. When you, when you are on your own, when no one can see you, obviously you cannot hide yourself from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
It means that you are alone with your creator, with Allah Jalali wal Ikram. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has informed us about the great benefits of the moments of seclusion. And one of them is that the time that you spend in your seclusion when you are on your own, if you were to truly benefit from that time, and if you spend it the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with, then you can draw yourself close to Allah You can attain the qurb and the nearness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is what happened to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Another benefit of benefiting and utilizing the moments of seclusion in the best way is that it strengthens your iman. It makes you stronger believer because when you spend your time of seclusion worshipping Allah it strengthens your iman and you feel yourself protected by the protection of Allah then no matter how great and severe calamity or hardship or difficulty comes on your way you feel yourself secure and protected by the protection of Allah because you are well connected with your Lord Allah and it also enables the person to make dua to Allah and the dua that you make to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in those moments of your seclusion that dua is accepted and answered by Allah Another benefit of utilizing those moments of seclusion in the best way is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showers tuma'nina and tranquility on your heart so that it enables you to shed some tears before Allah and if you do so, then those tears are the best possession, best thing that you can have in this dunya. The most precious gift of Allah that you can have in this dunya. The few drops that come out, of, come out of your eyes, when you are on your own, you are alone, you are with your Lord Allah Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Aynan, there are two types of eyes that will never ever suffer from the fire of hell. And one of them is The eye that cries and sheds tears because of the fear of Allah. He also said On the day of judgment when there is not going to be any shade in the plain of Hashr Except the shade of Allah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless seven types of people with his shade and one of them is going to be Rajulun Allah Khaliyan Fafadatayna. A person who remembered Allah who made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who offered some nawafil, who read Quran, who did the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In his seclusion, when he was in on his own, when no one could see him, when no one could praise him, 
when no one could say that he or she is such a pious and righteous individual. He was only and she was only him, himself or herself and Allah Dhul Jalalikum. In that moment, if you shed some tears, as Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Rajulun dhakar Allah khali and a person who remembers Allah while he's on his own, he excluded himself, فَفَاضُتْ عَيْنَا And his eyes are, are flooded with the tears, then such individual is going to be amongst those people who are going to be blessed with the shade of Allah on the Day of Judgment. My dear brothers and sisters in Islam, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has encouraged us to take the advantage of the moments of seclusion. And he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himself spent his life and almost every single day, every single evening and every single night he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would spare some time that he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would exclude himself remembering Allah making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala drawing himself near to Allah and this was the practice of our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa and especially in this age and time every one of us we are in dire need of these type of moments when we exclude ourselves when we cut off from the dunya temporarily and we spend our time with Allah reading the Quran, reciting the book of Allah remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praising him thanking him subhanahu wa ta'ala on all the blessings that he has showered on us and then asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his mercy and for his blessings we are all in need of these type of moments so that we can draw ourselves closer to Allah and we can attain the mercy and the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah that he gives us tawfiq and ability to benefit from the moments of exclusion and that he dhul jalal wikram showered his mercy upon us and that he dhul jalal wikram strengthens us in our iman and increases our iman and our taqwa innahu sami'un qaribu mujib. إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا شهد لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله ما بعد. My dear respected brothers and sisters in Islam, as we know that not every solution or every treatment or remedy is suitable for every individual. One medicine may benefit one individual, but the same medicine may be harmful for others. The same way, the exclusion has great impact on the person's iman and belief, on his taqwa, on his soul, mind, his spirit, and his spirituality. It has great impact, great effect. But for some people, excluding themselves can be really harmful. And if you are not on that level, that you are not advised to exclude yourself or to be on your own. We have people who suffer from anxiety and depression. For such individuals, being on their own 
can be harmful. Although if they try themselves, if they try their best to remember Allah and if they can control if they can control themselves, then obviously it is better. But if you know that you cannot control yourself, then it is not advisable for you to exclude yourself, especially when you are going through these kind of problems. Likewise, there are individuals who cannot hold themselves from committing sins when they are on, when they are on their own, when they are in their privacy and secrecy. Then for such individual, if they cannot benefit from the moments of exclusion, then it is not advised to them that they exclude themselves. Rather, they should concentrate on worshipping Allah in public, such as establishing five daily prayers, attending the masjid, praying in congregation, reading the Quran while sitting in the masjid, making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because to a certain extent, you exclude and you can exclude yourself even when you are in public. When you stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in congregational prayer, you are reciting on your own duas. So to a certain extent, you have excluded yourself. But if you know, you know yourself better than anyone else, then it is not for you to exclude yourself and to be on your own or to be alone if you cannot refrain from committing sin. Because committing sins in exclusion can be really harmful. And it will have harms on your soul, on your body, on your mind, on your practices, on your akhlaq on your religion, on your iman, in this dunya, as well as, as well as on the hereafter. As Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has warned us against the sins that are committed in privacy and secrecy. In a very famous hadith of Thawban radiyallahu ta'ala that is collected by Imam Ibn Majah and Imam Bahaqi rahimahumallah. Who say that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Wallahi la alamanna aqwaman min ummati. By Allah, I know some people, some groups from my ummah. Ya'atuna yawm al-qiyamati bihasanatin amthali jibali tahamata bayda. That they will come on the day of judgment with great amount of good deeds and their deeds will be as great in number and in count as the mountains of Tihama and an area within Arabia. And he وسلم, said, these people will bring their good deeds, expecting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward them for those good deeds. But what would happen? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will destroy all of their good deeds, all of their salawat. All of their charities, all of their du'as, the remembrance of Allah, all their good akhlaq, whatever they did in this dunya, all of their good deeds will be destroyed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will turn all those good deeds into the particles of dust. The companions, Ridwanullahi al-Majma'in said, Sifhum lana wa jallihim lana ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, please give us the description of these people. Explain to us explicitly so that we can understand. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, These people will be amongst you, your brothers in Islam, in Iman, in religion. 
These were the people whenever they found an opportunity in the exclusion to commit sin and to displease Allah and to disobey Allah, they would do so. And because of this, because in public they were seen such a pious individual, righteous individual, someone who has grown the beard and wearing his robe and this and that and a sister wearing niqab. In public they were seen such a righteous and pious individual. But in their privacy and their secrecy and their exclusion, they were committing sins. So if you cannot benefit from the moments of exclusion by worshipping Allah, by remembering your sins, by asking Allah's forgiveness, by repenting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by shedding tears before Allah, then avoid exclusion. Try not to be on your own. Likewise, those people who suffer from wiswas, one of the best remedies for them is not to be on their own. They should be with someone all the time. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He dhul jalal ikram gives us tawfiq and ability to increase our iman. And finally, I would like to share with you the dua of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to make and this is very important for all of us to remember and memorize this dua and to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept this dua and the dua is Allahumma ja'al sarirati khayram min alaniyati he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to beg Allah requesting Allah O oh Allah make my secrecy better than my public life and this is something that we all need to remember and we need to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it also shows the importance of the moments of exclusion in the eyes of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam considered the private life to be far better than the public life. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq and ability. Innahu sami'un qareebun mujib. Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli ala muhammadin wa ala ala muhammadin wa barik wa sallim wa salli alayhi. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasanatan wa fi al-akhirati hasanatan wa qina adab al-nar. Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taghfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna min al-khasirin. Allahumma ghfir lana wa lil-mu'minina wal-mu'minat wal-muslimina wal-muslimat al-ahyai minhum wal-amwat. اللهم طهر قلوبنا من النفاق وأعمالنا من الرياء وألسنتنا من الكذب وأعيننا من الخيانة فإنك تعلم خائنة الأعين وما تخفي الصدور اللهم اغفر لنا ما قدمنا وما أخرنا وما أسررنا وما أعلنا وما أنت أعلم به منا يا ذا الجلال والإكرام ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصل اللهم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين this recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.